Hey guys, welcome to episode 3 of Happy, Sad, Confused. I'm Josh Horowitz, and you are listening to my podcast. I don't know how you got here, but thank you for being here. Uh, This is, as I said, our third episode, and I've got a really fun guest today. Uh, Recently, I got a chance to sit down with Topher Grace. Of course, you know his work. He hit it big first in TV, thanks to that 70s show. Made the transition to film first in traffic, and then many more great stuff since then. And now he's uh, dabbling in social media. Uh, So he uh, came by my hotel. I was in Los Angeles. We uh, infiltrated a, a strangely... Uh, quiet, and I think it was closed, actually. We basically crashed a closed restaurant in my hotel and commandeered it for uh, the better part of an hour and just chit-chatted. Topher's a really cool guy. He's somebody that uh, I got to know a little bit a few years ago. Um, We were fans of each other's work. He was kind enough to do one of my after-hours bits that remains one of the favorite uh, shoots we've ever done. Um, and uh, he's, a, he's just a good guy, a very funny guy with a great dry wit, and uh, as you'll hear in this podcast, um, I feel like cut from the same cloth as I. We have very similar pop culture reference points. Um, Topher is wading into new exciting waters, uh, both in film and in social media and the internet. Uh, he recently joined Twitter, uh, but more importantly, he launched his own website called SerialPrize.com that you guys should really check out. It's basically, well, he'll talk about it a lot during this podcast, but it's a place where he's putting all his favorite stuff, um, and you can really get a sense of what makes Topher tick if you'll get the website. It's got a lot of cool stuff on it. Uh, meanwhile, his film career is going awesomely. He uh, uh, just wrapped a part in Christopher Nolan's new film, Interstellar. We talk about that. We talk about a great number of things. Uh, he's a he's a smart guy. He's a thoughtful guy. He's an introspective guy. Uh, I really had a fun uh, time chatting with him and catching up, just on a, on a personal level and a professional one. And I and I hope you guys too, <laughs> guys do too, as I forget how to speak the English language. Uh, bad in my career. Uh, here it is, guys. As always, uh, hit me up on Twitter, Joshua Horowitz, and uh, stay tuned. We've got a lot of other cool guests coming up on the podcast. Uh, we're turning and burning now. So enjoy this one. Here he is, Topher Grace. Uh, welcome to the most casual podcast ever created. It lives up to its name. Wow. <laughs> yes. Topher, thanks for um, coming to a creepy, weird, empty restaurant with me. Thank you for having me. <laughs> <laughs> On the rainiest day in the history of Los Angeles. Yeah, well, I, yeah. I'm sorry you had to visit LA now, but uh, that sketch we did. It continues to be one of my favorite things. That's why I put it on the site. I wanted to put all my favorite things that you can't, once you do them, you can't call attention to them anymore. Yeah. Some I, of these publicity things you do, you actually want to, you know, they feel like, I'm not, I'm surprised we didn't see any awards for that. I'm kind of bitter, actually. That's kind of why I wanted you to come over and just opine about our lost memories. Yeah, so so we did, yeah, we did this crazy bit for, it was one to take me home tonight, came out, and I was just saying to you, like, a lot of folks that do after hours, frankly, they, they show up and they look at my crazy script and they're like, okay, we'll see. We'll uh, see. <laughs> and you, um, you totally, you were a part of the process, which I appreciated. And it, was, it was one of my favorite shoots ever. Um, oh, that's nice. And, uh, I had watched it a bunch of times yeah. and thought, okay, that was the very beginning of me watching, because how long has it been going on? Now it's, we're probably four years in, and that was relatively early days. When I when I was watching the internet for the first time for actual content. Right. Not for, uh, you know, like emails and stuff. Like, <laughs> right. I like. I remember I didn't get a laptop until, like, YouTube one. Right. I remember my dad trying to download something. He's always uh, he got like a Newton. Yeah. 
you know, it's yeah, like sure. always the first in any, you know, even though it would be like getting that watch phone now right. that they have. <laughs> right. But uh, I was like, well, man, when you actually go to a site and hit play and it works, I'm going to buy a computer. <laughs> then I'll be there. Yeah. It's funny, my, my parents literally just last week uh, told me that um, they have been paying for my AOL account that is still apparently active from when I was in college. Um, that would be about 16, 17 years ago. Wow. So they have probably wasted about thousand to two thousand dollars <laughs> in years of fees for AOL. I, feel I so wish I still had my AOL. That would be amazing. <laughs> so pimp to drop that on people. Yeah. Well, so you get some people. You'll get like the odd like AOL or CompuServe. I think they actually exist as email accounts. I like, heard, no joke. Paul Rudd has one. Is that right? Yeah. Like an AOL. Account. That's yeah. amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, so we, one of the reasons I wanted to just like catch up with you was, uh, and we were talking. You launched this awesome site called Serial Prize. Thank you for checking it out, man. I really appreciate it. And I was saying to you before uh, we got started, like, there are certain people, we're, we're, we're pretty close in age. Um, you never know if, like, you grow up with the same kind of sensibilities. You have an idea that the same films are out there. But, like, reading your site and reading the stuff that you've deemed, like, important to you and stuff that you find funny or whatever, it's like, we have one brain, I, I think I'm convinced. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, Serial Prize is, is, is what's, the, what's the edict in your mind? What are you trying to do? The idea behind Serial Prize was... Yeah, it's a couple things. One, I basically wasn't happy with Twitter or Instagram or Facebook. It, it, that is to say, I couldn't make it work for me. Right. So, you know, like I've been saying, if I was better looking, like Instagram would work for me, or if I was smarter or like wittier, I'm sure I could fit something into 140 characters. Right. But I couldn't, like, uh, I, I don't know. I, 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 my life is so boring. Like I couldn't, you know, I don't even have those interesting omelets that people, you know, people take a picture of a beautiful omelet and say, right. check out this omelet I just got, like hashtag yummy or whatever. <laughs> it's not, you know. Not your skill set. Yeah, and I also think, at the same time I was feeling, I'm uh, hurting myself in a way because there is a new communication that people have with the audience right. that I'm not a part of. So in a way, I, I think I was being a little snobby and saying, I mean, it's true. I don't want to have a relationship in the public eye, which is a, which is actually a kind of communication you can have when you're not in a film right. with the public. It's you know they kind of get on board with the soap opera of your life and follow you through your relationships. And there's a type of celebrity that does that. And um, I, I just thought that was too. I don't know. Like I'd start dating people I didn't like right. <laughs> because I had made for good. Become... No, because it would make great publicity. Yeah, yeah. And then I thought, you know, you can be a pitchman for something, you know, and kind of say, but I don't want to sell things to people besides movies I'm in, right, or TV shows or whatever, because I'm not. I don't know anything about the product. Or, and I was thinking of the other ones with my friends. They were saying you can go to jail. That, that gets people. <laughs> Beaver's getting a lot of press. You could. Um, you can be like a fashionista. You can. And you can be on, you know, the red, then people kind of follow your your fashion sense. But I just could, and then I got on Twitter and I just thought, I was really like messed up as to what to write every day. I, I thought, this is the same content that people are getting from their friends. Like, hey, good morning, you know, it's a nice day or something, you know, like. Right. It's, it's uh, weird to be in something that you're really proud of that's a movie that's a great piece of content and then kind of drop down to. Dude, I, you really should try out this 
I'm what I have. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> like, what, what, like night out with the guys, you know, and you're all getting ready to go out or something stupid. Who's going out? And let me tell you something, my life isn't even that exciting, even though that tweet sucks. <laughs> who's staying in tonight? Like, who's staying in? Yo, hashtag house of cards. So I just, I didn't have uh, any way to, and, and then I think it looks like you're a snob or something, like right. you don't care to uh, have that communication or you don't, you're not passionate about things and, uh, I love film, and I think you and I probably love a lot of the same yeah. movies and television shows and comedy stuff. And so I thought, what if I had a website that um, has all that information there and only uses Facebook and Twitter and Instagram to uh, to announce to people, come to the room, kind of. I mean, right. we actually made the background a room. Yeah, exactly. I feel like it's a room that I have all this messy stuff lying around. And, and that is, by the way, who I really am. Like, if you came over to my house, I'd want to, like, Dude, look at this Indiana Jones, uh, you know, concept Bible that I found. Right. Or look at, uh, you know, this music video or whatever. So there's so many, uh, so much cool stuff that like that you reminded me existed in the last few days when I've been looking at it. Like, um, one thing I, I feel like we, uh, maybe you share this in common with me. I'm I'm, tra- I'm obsessed with trailers, like movie trailers. I, I have a whole section just for trailers. I think they're their own art form. I really do. I, yeah. I, I literally I will go down that rabbit hole like once a week where it's like. Was that trailer I loved from like seven years ago, and it was like, and I remember <laughs> of all things, there was a trailer for Nixon for Oliver Stone's Nixon. Oh yeah, that is literally if you look it up on YouTube, is five and a half minutes long, but it's 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 a, it's art. It's an yeah, amazing yeah. short film with like the soaring John Williams score that comes up in and out. Okay, we have a, a post that we're doing in two weeks, yeah. which is best teaser trailers, and. Tell me your favorite teaser. I'm going to run through a couple of mine, but I'll tell you what I think the all-time best teaser is. Um, which oh, teaser is even better than trailers. Oh, it's man. like, how can you get someone stoked in 30 seconds? For oh, I remember one... I'm, uh, God, this is going to annoy me because you're going to mention five that I probably love. But one that strikes me is... There was a Back to the Future one. Oh, yeah. Or that, Back to the Future 2. No, no. There's that. Well, the first one the that's first like... first one yeah. where he's just like getting out of the car, yeah, yeah. I think, right? You think it's like a spaceship? Yeah. And then he gets in. Yeah. Oh, it's terrible. And she goes... Uh, some uh, disembodied female voice says, uh, "Where are you going, right?" Or something. Where are you going? Yeah, and he like pulls down his shape. It's so eighty. Like, About yeah. thirty years. Exactly. 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 That's when the co- comes on. Give me okay. Give me a couple of yours. That that is actually. I remember seeing that on a laser disc. <laughs> that would have been something that if it hadn't, if there hadn't been YouTube, that I would want to share. Yeah. Uh, that's perfect. That's a perfect little serial prize that thing I remember uh, it's funny like uh, trailers this is not a teaser I know we were talking before about Star Wars which obviously we can get to your fun re-edits but um, when Phantom Menace was going to come out I was oh, yeah. so excited I went to, what they did was they showed it with, with the Siege they, well, no no it was, it was I remember it was Meet Joe Black no I, I know because I oh, bought you... a ticket for the Siege and I still haven't ever watched it really? <laughs> yeah because my maybe I'm, I'm off. No, it's probably different movies. Yeah. Well, I, but what I remember is they were going to show it again at the end of Metro Black. So I st- I watched Metro Black and I waited through the credits of that. <laughs> well, that must have been a Fox movie, Metro Black. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so we'll show it at the end. Right? Um, so what do you wait? Well, yeah, give me a. a oh, I would teaser. say yeah. Runner up, okay. Jurassic Park. Totally. Which they has the I Amber. love when they yeah. have the balls to not show. Any of the stars or any of the footage from the movie. Right. There's a lot of Spielberg movies like that. Yes. Where you're just, it's a guy, you know, going down into a mine and he blows off a piece of amber and there's a bug in it and it goes all the way into the bug's eye. Yep. And there's that, that guy, I think it's the same guy who did that Jaws teaser. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's amazing. Uh, but the best one of all time is Independence Day. 
oh, it, that's just, it ends with the explosion of the White House. Yeah. Or on July 2nd, yeah, something yeah, yeah, happened, then... People are looking up into the <laughs> heavens, you don't know what they're... I remember seeing that during a Super Bowl, uh, Super Bowl 95 or something, <laughs> and then the White House blew up. I remember thinking, there's no amount of money I wouldn't pay to see that movie. Yeah. I don't even know what happens, <laughs> but I would pay $1,000 to see that movie. Right now. Give it yeah. to me now. I need yeah. it. <laughs> you, I feel like I heard you mention on another podcast, I'll mention it because I love it, uh, Nerdist. I feel like you mentioned the, the Hook one, which was another great one. Another Hook Spielberg had a great one. one. Yeah, he, that was just like a map. Yeah. Um, Spielberg was really good at that. Um, where, because he could. Like, you could sell it on the Spielberg name at his... I mean, he still had his and the concepts role. that he was you know, working with at that time were so yeah. high concept that you kind of got the thing without... You know, it's dinosaurs or yeah. whatever. And then you had, I, I was seeing on the site this morning, you had it, this was on the, on the other end of the spectrum, great trailers for films that didn't pan out, like uh, the Indiana Jones, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull <laughs> thing, which I was like, you know, I was That so was excited. maybe the greatest trailer I ever saw, yeah. It was so exciting. They're just enough there to make a great trailer. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that might be, honestly, in recent memory, the most disappointing film experience of my life. I mean, no discredit. I mean, obviously, I still love Harrison, still sure, love sure. Spielberg, but like... Oh, and look, I've been in <laughs> big blockbusters. Right. They're hard to make, man. <laughs> and like, you know, sometimes they don't work out. And so I have... I remember thinking when that movie came out, I'm like, I get it, Shia. <laughs> been there. Like, been there, buddy. It's tough. I mean, you're not making the film. No, yeah. Sometimes I want to say, yeah, you know, I wrote and directed Spider-Man 3, <laughs> so that's completely my fault. But but I, you know, it's it's a very... Having been on sets like that, it's a, um, it's like running a small country. Yeah. It's literally a gross national product of like 200, 300 million dollars. You're making this um, movie with that kind of, I remember one day on Spider-Man, I was on ninth unit. It's going to be like second unit I've heard of, a ninth <laughs> unit. I mean, so I, I always have great respect for anyone who's making those kind of movies. And when they work, it's so rare, but it's so beautiful, you know? And even like, I mean, you mentioned, I mean, we're talking about like films by Spielberg and Sam Raimi, like these are like the best. Oh, and they, even they, best filmmakers they, they, it's still, it's still hard to make a great movie. If it were easy to make, you know, like more people would be making them, and they wouldn't be as precious when they come out and are amazing as they are. But uh, was was landing um, Venom at the time one of like the highlights when you when you when you got that oh, gig? Oh yeah, I, I was thrilled. I mean, look, I like the whole thing, so I love doing that. Yeah. Being in a huge get bigger than that but I love doing small independence yeah. I love TV I love film I mean, I'm liking doing these podcasts like I like it all yeah. and the site for me is a kind of a chance to uh, share all the stuff that I love on lots of different levels like I like I like the audition sketch from Mr. Show which yeah. I know without even talking to you of course you're into <laughs> and I, I believe is the best sketch of all time yeah. and I like uh, JD Head. That's the mashup album of Radiohead and Jay Z. Nice. <laughs> and I like, you know, and, you know, maybe we'll get a trailer for Interstellar on there. You know, like, I love yeah. all of it, man. Yeah. And, uh, and, and I, the thing why I'm so happy to do it is, and I'm so happy to be connecting with people when I'm doing it, uh, yourself included. I mean, yeah. you called me up after you saw the site yeah. and said, let's sit down. Like, is, uh, I think I, people feel like you don't have that, you might not have that love. Uh, you know, I had that long before I was, um, you know, acting and working in Hollywood. And, and another extension of that is obviously uh, the last few years we, we've heard about these cool, these kind of re-edits, I don't know what you technically are calling them, um, that you've done for uh, the Star Wars films. I know you have one, of course, Encounters that, that you've finished perhaps. Yeah, oh, no, we just did, we just had a, we kind of have these underground screenings nice. for um, 
basically, uh, this is a different story, but it's also why I wanted to do a website, was uh, I produced the movie and then went into post. And I've never done that before. And you know because you have to do right. everything Super here, nuts, yeah. as you will be editing the yeah. thing we're speaking on right now. Like, I thought kind of like you finished the film and then you're like, Man, what took you so like six months? Like, what took you so long to put it out? It's basically what we filmed. Right. And then when I was in editing, I went, whoa, like if you change one frame, it changes everything. And then if you put a scene before or after a scene or you take something out, it's like, you know, Jenga or something. Yeah. But it's beautiful. I mean, it's it's a really tough process to learn. And I gave bad notes. And I was really bummed with myself. So I bought an Avid. I, maybe I told you this story. But I bought an Avid and I I thought, this will I'll have a tutor come and I'll learn. And I, I cut on a couple movies because I just didn't want to cut anything with me. I thought I'd get I'd be too vain or weird about it, so I cut a couple different movies down to like twenty minutes. So it was like they were good short films right. now. But uh, then I thought, all right, what's something that I can? This wasn't like a, I'll fix Star Wars. I mean, like, good lord, I. And it's tough when people like it. I go, well, it's not my film. I mean, I. But it was a great exercise to say if I take that new trilogy and put it back to back to back. And then, luckily, Lucas uh, completed all the... Uh, That's the, for those uh, deleted scenes and all that stuff. That's right. Yeah. It would be all green screen, but he finished them all. So when you're looking at the outtakes, about one-fourth of it is stuff people hadn't seen before unless you watch the outtake. Yeah. So I put it back to back to back. It was like nine and a half hours long. And then just over months as, as an exercise, more like uh, learning to play piano. You're kind of bad at first. Sure. Maybe you get a little better. I whittled it into this kind of 90-minute movie. And uh, then I showed it to some people at my house, and they were really into it. I thought, I'm going to have a screening. Uh, so I did it here in Hollywood, and I invited two bloggers. I didn't even invite the I mean, I these guys were great to come, but uh, my friend invited the bloggers, who was kind of more involved with the Star Wars world. I love Star Wars, but I'm not as into it as all that. On the spectrum, you're a seven, not... Yes. The 12 that everyone that's in the others are. Yes, yeah. out of 100. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, like, all of a sudden, we were trending number one on Twitter, <laughs> and I didn't even have Twitter or really fully understand how Twitter worked. <laughs> so I thought I should have some kind of social presence. But I, uh, same thing with Close Encounters. There were exercises to try different things with the movie and tell different narratives than they are. Right. And Soderbergh just did something like that with Psycho. Right, right, right. It's really interesting. Um, and I, none of it's like to try to fix it or it's more just make to, it better. To understand the art form a little bit better. I mean, it's going to hopefully... Yeah. I mean, well, I'm curious. Is, is this... I mean, I know Take Me Home Tonight was something specialty that was your uh, today yeah. I think only feature you've produced, right? right? Well, that would be the one that I gave bad notes on, yeah. So was that... Is that something that um, going forward... I mean, it seems like this is something that, that would make you want to direct or, or be an entry point No, to I'm that, not very that. visual. So okay. like when I... Even now, this movie I'm about to start, when I read a script and then when I show up on set I go oh that's a better idea my I'm like a very two-dimensional thinker in terms of visuals okay I think editing is more is closer to writing although I would be terrible at writing something but like just the now when I look at a script I go what it's helped me with is like by the way I should say I don't want to be an editor (laughs) like I I would be a terrible professional editor I'm okay like amateur editor but when I look at a script, I go, oh, that scene, I don't know if we need it. Like, that's kind of, if, 
what I've been saying, like if a director sometimes will take an acting class before he does a film. Right. And that helps him talk to the actor. Not that he wants to be an actor. Just helps him talk to the actors. I now... You understand the language of it. Of yeah. And, and I do different takes now, too. I go, oh, we got that. I used to kind of drive at the same thing too much. and So it's been really fun. And the response has been so cool. Uh, the, the screening, I mean... People like cheering at the end. It was so fun. It's just it's fun to see these films up on the big screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what's next on the agenda? So you did you've done a few now. You did Star oh, Wars, yeah. you did Close Encounters. Close Encounters is a perfect film. I just think I wanted this. There, right? there are just so many cuts. There's so much footage. That I want. Yeah, he to did put like seven in. different versions. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I just put it all in and then and squashed a little bit. You know, it's a little bit longer than films are today, and so it just came a little bit faster. That was really fun. I think I'm gonna wait until. The Hobbit comes out, the last one. Oh, nice. And then put all three special editions in order, you know, like yep. the same way to the start, and then maybe find one film. Again, and I'll there. say this, with all due respect to Peter Jackson, I love all his stuff. It, I mean, this has been talked about how, you know, he stretched, frankly, a 300-page book into something that's... Like I said, no judgment here. No, I'm just trying no, to I know you find lots you. of footage. <laughs> but I think that's really... It's, it's, I mean, yeah, but I don't disagree with what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, no, I think you'll... Uh, you know, you'll find something interesting out of it, I would think. And so going back, I mean, looking at your career, were there times when you felt your performance um, was mangled by an edit where you were pissed off at what at the choices that others have made? No, I... Editing is really invisible when done well. Uh, I'm sure there are many times that, um, especially with Soderbergh Gender, who I think is unbelievable, where I, my performance was probably made a lot better because of editing. And you go, oh yeah, those I didn't do those two things together, but they made it look like I yeah. did them both in one take. Uh, no, I I was just really mad at myself for not knowing anything about a, a part Such a of crucial the, part. Like, yeah. yeah, like I don't know, I couldn't direct, but I know a little bit about where the camera should go. I've been working for fifteen years, you know, like uh, well, I don't you know see it, you're on, literally on set, so you can yeah. you get a handle on what's That's happening. It. It's the invisible art form where I went, whoa, like what is this? And uh, it's been really fun. And then, you know, it's these screenings have been really cool. And it's great that now afterwards, you know, like here, I have a place to actually talk about yeah. it. I don't have to, I just have to wait until my next film came out. Right. And then all the questions would be about Star Wars from someone instead of whatever that film was. Right. So uh, you mentioned uh, Soderbergh, and I, I, correct me if I'm wrong, out of that 70 show, was that the first film you, you did was Traffic? Yeah, I had a weird thing, which was I was cast out of a high school play, right? so I never acted before, before my audition for 70s show, and then, and then I, I got really lucky. I mean, both with 70s, and then, what I was really lucky about is that Stephen hadn't seen that 70s show. So, you know, it was early, I think it was just our second year, so he cast me in like a really dramatic movie and a dramatic role, and I remember, I was so stupid when I was younger, because I was like 20 or something, but I remember thinking... Yeah, no one knows I'm in both of these. Like, and now it would be my dream to be in, like, you know, some comedy that's going on over here in a drama. But, but at the time, I thought, man, like, I don't... Essentially, because I had long hair in the 70s show, and I cut it for the movie. Right. But those experiences, you know, you hope for newer, young actors that they have as good an experience as I had where you get to work with you know, the great comedy ensemble yeah. and then a great dramatic ensemble. And... You know, your learning trajectory at the beginning, if you're that young, is just, you know, you're just a sponge. You're yeah, taking exactly. it all in. And luckily I was around. That's great. I'd be on set and I have a question about acting and 
Michael Douglas would be like, well, here's something I've learned. Right. It's fantastic. And you talk about someone like Soderbergh, who, like, right. talk jack of all trades, like, he can do all, everything on set. Oh, well, he was filming it. He's behind the camera. Yeah. I mean, I actually was really spoiled by that being my first film, because he only did one or two takes mm. per scene. <laughs> and it's kind of like, you know, on my next film, I was like, whoa, what is this? Right. <laughs> also, we're not up for any Oscars. Like, why not? <laughs> but, uh, but uh, Chris Nolan, which I just shot with, has the... Um, Closest, that's the closest experience I've had to Steven in that very few takes. That was in, it's an IMAX. And uh, we'd only do, I would do like one take if you're close up in IMAX or two takes. He's, he keeps it really efficient. Both him and Steven, yeah. yeah, there's no fat on that steak, you know? It's, it's funny because, like, uh, I always, cons- uh, as a viewer of films, like, what I, uh, one of the things I always appreciate and I feel like is a difference maker in terms of, like, whether I'm going to love a film or like a film or whatever, it's just like, the confidence that you can feel from a filmmaker. Like, you feel that, yeah. like, like in a Tarantino movie, like, oh, every yeah. shot feels like it has to be that shot and Spielberg is that way. And, yeah. and Nolan is that way, too. Yeah. Um, so, I, uh, so for Interstellar, this, this Nolan film, which uh, sounds, I mean, like, people have said that this is... Can I tell you the whole plot? Yeah. Hey, is that okay? Yeah. Just, that's cool. Yeah, this is off, right? <laughs> no, so, so this is, no one's saying anything about it. We know, you know, vaguely it's sci-fi, obviously, and maybe time travel, who knows, or, or space uh, exploration. But, but the, the scale of it is apparently literally the biggest thing he's done. That's what McConaughey told me, that this is even bigger than the other stuff. Yeah, I mean, first of all, it was so awesome to be on this set. It was like, uh, what, what is it, Williamsburg? Is that that theater town where everyone yeah, goes yeah, in the yeah, summer to yeah. do, th- and, you know, have all these amazing actors in one place? I mean, I'd be like on set, and you're, you know, it's like you're talking to Matthew McConaughey. You know, he's having a good year. Then, <laughs> kind like of. Anne Hathaway walks in, you're talking to her, and then Chastain, right? Chastain, and then but then like also like John Lithgow, Michael Caine, you know, like Ellen Burstyn. I I mean, I was walking around like I would pay to do this movie. I mean, luckily I got paid, but I would pay to do it. <laughs> If it never came out. Right. I mean, it was just like everyone went to this one place. And, you know, clearly Chris is an amazing filmmaker. And so he, you know, that's why everyone's so attracted to his stuff. But, I mean, it was just great to spend time with the DP. or the, Everyone's yeah. the best of what they do. Uh, so I felt like, like I was back, like I was in graduate school or something. It was a great experience. Um, and you talk about reading scripts like... And maybe not visualizing. I mean, you know, you can visualize it, but not in the way that the director can or whatever. Um, did that? What What struck you about reading oh, this, this screenplay? I'm talking like with people, not even close to as good as Chris. I'm not as good as them. Right. But Chris is like, yeah, he really has that confidence. Um, but he works really, really hard. Yeah. I mean, it's always great to watch people who are at the top of their game work their ass off, and you go, oh, like. This isn't like, you know, I always thought when I was younger, like, E.T. just came out of Spielberg's head, and, you know, Melissa Matheson, and, you know, uh, Kathleen Kennedy, these amazing people working around him, and, you know, part of his genius is working with those great people. Um, Chris kind of has a family thing where he works with his wife, and his brother is the writer, and um, and they're all geniuses, so, you know, when you're around people like that, you hope it's like... You know, like you like osmosis, like it rubs off right, on you a little right. bit or something. But they are, they're fantastic. It was, it was fun. Would you consider yourself? I mean, on the other end of the spectrum, obviously, Interstellar could be many things, but it's not a comedy. 
Um, you're, you're so good at comedy. I mean, you were you were so fun in, in our sketch, and I was watching oh, like like the one you did around Take Me Home Tonight for Funny or Die was genius. That oh, uh, I put that on cereal. That was one of the things. That's one of the things I had so much fun on Funny or Die. And your thing, I thought, you know, I could have a web series. Yeah, I do stuff. <laughs> so hopefully, when I'm done with this film, I'm about to start, I'll do more kind of original stuff. Do you enjoy one more than the other? Do you enjoy comedy uh, more than other stuff? Oh or? yeah, I mean, the comedy oh, yeah. is way more fun to do. In my opinion, I, I don't think anyone would disagree with that. But uh, I'm not sure if it touches people the same way as drama. Right. So. I don't know. It's like uh, I love doing both. That's why I said I'm sure to my career detriment and to my agent's right. um, disappointment, I don't do just one. I think mean, you do one thing, you know, then they go, "Get me Topher Grace for that thing." Right. But uh, but I love being able to. The thing I'm going to do has a lot of comedy right now. Before that, I was on this Nolan thing. Right. Yeah, very serious. What if I just told you right now it was a total comedy? <laughs> oh, actually, it's, it's really funny. Oh, dude, it is like it's a kind of real a top secret. You, you ever see? <laughs> you should see Jessica Chastain when she does this pratfall. There's a surprising yeah. amount of farting in it. A lot of farting. <laughs> it's like I mean, we did so many fart takes. They got to lose some of them. <laughs> but you really only get it uh, appreciated in IMAX. The fart. That, that would be crazy. No, it was pretty. I always say, Chris. Has a great sense of humor. Seems like, a drier sense of humor. Oh yeah, it's a dry yeah. British sense of putting. He's like he's a funny guy. Yeah. We had a lot of fun, and there there is you know even in like Inception stuff there is like there's that great joke where he says like, "Kiss me, someone's looking." Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. With Ellen Page, yeah, totally. And then he goes, oh, I, don't know. "I guess I <laughs> give it a shot." You know, all that stuff. So, um, I'm curious. Like, do you feel like you have like perspective, better perspective now? than, like, say, coming out of that 70s show and, and making the transition and finding new opportunities? Because I would think coming out of that, perhaps, I mean, you're much oh, younger. You're, every you're year, on top you have the, better perspective, right? right? I mean, I mean when, yeah. when you look back at that time, like, are you kind of, like, what was I thinking? Or, like, oh, I was making the, I was making, I mean, you made great decisions in the beginning, but, like, do you have regrets in terms of, like, the way you, the first stuff you chose to do after that 70s? Or, I mean, give me a sense of sort of, like, looking back of what, where you are now versus where right. you were then. Uh, professional regret is that I took a year and a half off but it is my personal triumph right so like I uh, really it is a tough thing to complain about because I'm sure. so lucky in what I do and I love all the opportunities I've had and that I continue to have but there's um, something that was very hard about fame for me that had nothing to do with the product so it is a very hard thing to complain about uh, and it's not even a complaint because it was just when I had the 70 show was hard to do from you know to go from zero to 60 like I never right. thought about acting and then you're on this show and millions of people are watching you um, that's like kind of a pressure filled thing especially if you're in your early 20s and you don't really know who you are I think that's right. why everyone loves watching these young 20, 20 year olds in the in these uh, in Us Weekly or whatever right is because you go, oh, what are they going to do next? Like, they have no idea who they are. Like, you know, it's not going to be like, uh, um, I don't know, like Tom Hanks, you know, out flipping off the paparazzi or, you know, shooting BB guns at people. 21 year olds make more mistakes than 45. Yeah, and it's fun just... to watch. It reminds <laughs> us all that time. And I was in that time. And I remember um, holding it together, I thought, pretty well. And, you know, you're learning your own value system in front of people. It's kind of. Uh, like I said, it's not a complaint, but it was hard at the time. And 
then when I started doing films, I had literally no time off because I needed to be promoting something or um, uh, like reshooting something, right. or then they'd bring me back to the 70s. I'd do that second half of the week on the 70s, and then over the weekend, do the photo shoot. It was just, it was a really, it, it would be hard now, but at least now I, I have a better idea of being older of who I am. Right. I'm sure you hear this from any um, yeah. actor who started when they were you know, 18 or younger. Um, and I think I did a pretty good job in that I'm not a drug addict or um, have killed anyone or, you know, like, uh, have been in any drag races. And whatever. <laughs> right, you're in the 3% that avoided all of that. No, I mean, I, yeah, thank you. <laughs> and so, and that is because when I finished Spider-Man, which took a long, that was like doing an extra season of the show, um, which I did in lieu of the eighth season of the show, I went, I, I just really had to take some time off and I lived in New York at that time love for the first time, skydiving, and, you know, I, I saw a lot of theater, I mean, it was like, it was some inverse equation where, like, right. as I was getting happier, um, my career was getting worse, you know, because you're not showing up for that stuff, but it was a wonderful uh, year and a half, and I'll never regret doing it, but but then you have to say to yourself afterwards, uh, all right, we, we got to... Their business considerations, like, like yeah. career considerations. Well, it's interesting because, yeah. like, like, and you can't start back on. You know, you know, a buddy of mine who did this is uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yeah. Who I not to be name droppy about it, but he, uh, I knew him. He shot Third Rock right next door to Seventy uh, Show. He's actually on Seventies once, and uh, we're great friends. And he just wasn't as famous as he is now beforehand. But right. he he took off like two years and went to Columbia and really had a uh, really. You know, Acting is fun, and I know people love following actors and their trajectories and stuff, but it's only as good as the life you've lived, because right. you're kind of mimicking real life when you're doing it. So, And to your point, I think you were uh, one of the things you were getting at is, like, you can't get right back to, like, the level you were. Like, he oh, went yeah. back and, like, he did Brick, like, the small film, oh, yeah. and got the cred he deserved, and... Oh, yeah. And I mean, you look at what's happening. We were talking about McConaughey. McConaughey, you, have to, you almost have to learn some humility and have some, some you know, not so great some uh, experiences. No, too. I, I think I had a year and a half off or something. Yeah. Too. But it's because he was saying no to right bad stuff, and um, you know, eventually he found the greatest streak ever. I'm, yeah, I'm such a fan of his. Yeah. Um, okay, so in our, our remaining moments, uh, you saw my weird, uh, strange uh, Indiana Jones fedora. Yes. What could possibly, what meaning could this possibly have in our lives? Something dorky, I'm sure. I mean, if it has to do with me, yeah. Um, so this is a grab bag of questions. So this yeah. is these are probably better questions than I could possibly ever come I'm up with. I'm going in. Yeah, go here we go. Taking this one. No pressure. Towards the bottom. Okay, my closest friends, family, call me. Okay. Closest friends and family and call family me. My family call me, uh, my family calls me CJ. Because my, my Christopher uh, is my full name, so Topher is the second half of Christopher. My middle name is John, so CJ is my family. Actually, the, no one calls me Christopher, which is my name. <laughs> my friends at home call me Chris, because that was my name before I went to boarding school. Um, then I changed it to Topher, because I wanted like a new, I thought girls would think it was cuter. And, uh, and then people on 70s show, that cast calls me Toe. Toe? Yeah, it's the only time anyone ever called me Toe. That will be my nickname forever. Because <laughs> Topher is just too long. It's too, Man, too much of an effort. Yeah, you have to get through all these. Right, that's actually an abbreviation for an abbreviation. For an abbreviation. <laughs> Do one or two right. more. I hope the anticipation's yeah. killing me. 
I wish I were better at. Ooh, this, this is great. Yeah, you should just do this and be silent. <laughs> just bring the hat. Oh, almost hurtful. Um, well, you thought of these questions, <laughs> it's right? It's true, yeah. Did you buy these questions from some, <laughs> someone else? It's actually a game of categories. I just <laughs> emptied into a hat. Um, I wish I were better at... Um, there are so many things. So it's not like I'm having trouble there thinking of... Yeah, ooh, I can't think of anything. I mean, uh, I wish I were better at... What is the thing I... Um, such a good question to go real with it I think um, as an actor you are kind of just what you are as an actor like I mean I'm sure people get um, slightly more talented but uh, over time but basically you kind of show up with the tools you have I think right and a lot of these times when people like we're talking about Matthew like when they're getting better it's also because they're working with better directors and being seen in a better light right I'm sure I mean Number of time to kill. I mean, the guy's always been crazy. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So, I would say to me, it's people management, because that actually turns out to be the more films you're in, the more really what it's about is how can you, not that I'm the head manager of anyone, but I mean like how you talk and manage with people is as good as the art you're kind of doing. And are you talking also about sort of just juggling friendships and juggling? Professional oh no, no, I mean more in a professional situation. Got it. Um, uh, communicating what you're thinking. That really is what art becomes, I think, when you've been working after a while. Right, and if the communication breaks down on a set, you're dead. Oh, yeah, and I, it's funny, because when you watch a movie, all that stuff's supposed to be invisible, but every day is, you know, you're talking to 200 people. And, right. Um, yeah, so that... Um, Good one? Yeah. Okay. Want to do one more? Oh, man, that's a couple more. You're like, you're amazing. into this part of it. They're all about me. It's <laughs> my favorite subject. If I were president, my first act would be, um, oh man, these are too much for me. These are too good. This is the heady stuff. My first act would be, I should say something that makes people love me right now. <laughs> this is your moment. I should be a po- politician, basically, and just say whatever. Have you been watching House of Cards? What would Kevin Spacey say? I would say, um, I want to do something that helps the children. Oh, what else? So All of them. Every, Every different race, yeah. That's beautiful. Because, I don't know if anyone said this, but if you think about it, they're our future. I, I, the children are the, uh, you know, because we, we're going to get old and die, but they're the future. It has a melodic tune to it. I almost want to sing it. No, that's stupid. But, <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Yeah, I guess. I, guess, I agree in principle. I'm going to do one more. Okay. Do you want to do one? No, I definitely do not. <laughs> What's the stupidest podcast you've ever been on? Oh! No! Good question. I know. Um... Have you ever jumped out of a plane? Yes, I answered that already. Hang on, one other. Okay. Bonus. When I was a kid, my hero was. Oh man, I mean, I, I mean, I, they've got the fedora, right? I just pulled that out of a fedora. <laughs> yeah, it's the inventor of the fed- fedora. Oh, I would go with Harrison Ford. I mean, because how do you? Do? I mean, I like Blade Runner. I'm a huge Jack Ryan fan. Who yeah. was playing Jack Ryan? And then, and and kind of that one unofficial Jack Ryan movie where he's on the plane. Ultra Air Force One. That's kind of Jack Ryan, right? It's totally amazing. Air Force One was it was kind of the the end of that that That's classic the era. That's of, the trilogy. Of, actually, actually, you're kind of right. And I think Jack Ryan actually does become president. In those you're right in the now. books, but they never filmed it. But uh, right, they've been going back in time for some reason. They keep yeah. rebooting and it doesn't work. But uh, but I yeah, that, and then not to mention Han Solo. Have you met Harrison? Yeah, yeah, met him. Never met him. What? I have a thing where I don't love meeting celebrities. I don't <laughs> seriously. I 
will see them and go, he was actually supposed to be in traffic. And right. then I he bounced that. right before. But his notes Michael were Douglas so role, good. Right? Yeah. But his notes kind of made him uncomfortable. And uh, he was going to be the guy in Good Company, too, I think, when I was first kind of talking about that project. So he clearly hates me. <laughs> well, that's your takeaway from the uh, podcast today that Harrison Ford, for whatever reason, has some vendetta against Portofer. I get it. <laughs> I get it. He's scared. You scared, Harry? He's scared of the confidence yeah. of the talent. Yeah, yeah. Get you over it, dude. You want to be a man and star in a movie with me, Harrison? <laughs> We're going to make it happen. Um, please. Please, <laughs> please, Harrison. Please star in a movie. No, seriously. seriously. Or just say hello to me. <laughs> just validate my existence. I'm sure he listens to this, yeah. <laughs> no, he loves my podcast. Great. Oh. <laughs> Actually, I met him at Comic-Con this past year, and it was one of my favorite interviews I've ever had. Uh, he was amazing. He was pure Harrison. He um, actually is, like... You know what's a great movie for him? Yeah. I'm not kidding. Is that Rachel McAdams movie? I'm forgetting the name Morning of it. Morning Glory. Thank you. Morning Glory. Yeah. He's hilarious in that film. And you realize, like, he's got, of course, he's got a great sense of humor. Yeah. He's very really dry. dry. Speaking of dry. Speaking of dry. But, like, that, there are some jokes in that movie that I, like, yeah. laughed out loud at. It's no, really totally. It, it, it tried to be broadcast news. It wasn't quite, but it's it's, it's a solid movie. Um, so, for congratulations on, on the serial prize. I, I, honestly, just on a personal level, it's good to catch up with you. Oh, thank you so much for having me.